friends, welcome to the Redeemer Queens Park podcast. Redeemer exists to help connect Jesus to people, people to community and community to mission. We gather to worship God in fellowship with one another on Saturday afternoons at 3pm. If you ever have any questions or if we could be of help in any way at all, then please give us a shout at hello at redeemerqp.com. We hope you'll be encouraged as you hear another one of our Bible talks. Let's listen to the next episode. Those aren't glued on. Those have been produced as, as the sap from the, the life-giving vine runs through those branches. It necessarily produces good fruit. And it's all about abiding. It's all about remaining connected. And th- I think this is where the metaphor can fall apart for us because like, like these branches that, that are bearing good fruit, um, once they've been once the fruit has been birthed, it doesn't go away, right? And, I mean, you pluck it and you harvest it when, when it's in season. But, but once it's there, unless it's a tornado or a hurricane, it's there, right? Where, where for us, the metaphor actually falls apart. We actually have to remain daily. It's a daily choice, a, a daily abiding, a daily remaining. He uses the word in the NIV, remain in me. Otherwise, if we wake up today and don't remain in him, we're actually going to turn to those counterfeit binds that lead to death. In verse 4, he says, remain in me as I also remain in you. We remain in him. He produces good fruit that prove the spiritual life that we've got in him. And it's ultimately his life. Remain in me and I will remain in you. It's his life. It's his fruit that's birthed in us. As we abide, he makes his abode in us and his life courses through us and his fruit gets born. Third truth about life and death that we learn from Jesus right here. And we're heading into a close. The father desires that the failing and the fruitful be driven to Jesus. The failing and the fruitful be driven to Jesus. There's, there's probably a few different categories of us today in the room. There's, there's some of us who come in here today and we know that we're plugged in to those counterfeit vines. We know, we know that we, we actually looked at them. We thought that they would provide that life that we need. And we sit here today knowing it failed. That vine failed. It didn't give life. It didn't give the fruitful life. It didn't give the abundant life that I was hoping that it would. Some of us are sitting in that category today. Some of us, we've looked to Jesus. We, we've remained in Jesus, not perfectly, but, but faithfully. And we've seen his life run through us, and he's, he's birthed some spiritual fruit. By his grace, he's birthed some spiritual fruit. The, the, the failing are in the room today. The, 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 by God's grace, the fruitful are in the room today. And then there's this other category that Jesus says in verse 2. He says he cuts off, the the gardener, uh, the Father, God the Father, cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. There's there's this third category of people who look like they're in Jesus, of branches who look like they're in Jesus. They they come into the church room. They they pray sometimes. They've tacked on that fruit that makes it look like they're in the true vine. But he says, you're actually not. You've borne no 
fruit. We have borne no fruit. And there was a guy in the room. There's a guy in the room as he's telling the story that would have been, been in this group, right? Judas. He, he, he hung out with the guys for the last two and a half years. He, he looked like the 12 disciples. He probably could have said exactly what, what Peter and John would have been saying about Jesus. And yet, hours after Jesus says this, it's clear. He's not one of them. He looks like he is, but he's not. You can actually know who Jesus is if you're in this category, like I have been. You can actually know who Jesus is. You can actually identify with him. Yep, I'm a Christian. I'm one of his. And you can even be showing like the negative fruits. I, yeah, I, I don't do that. I, I'm, I'm not one of the guys who, I, I don't sleep around on my wife. I'm, I'm, I'm not cussing all that much. And, and we can identify who we are by, by not bearing these negative fruits. But that's not what he's saying right here. Actually, Paul gives us the standard of positive fruits in Galatians 5. He shows us the negative fruits. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery. That's not me, guys. Like, I, I'm not sexually immoral. I'm not, I'm not getting drunk all the time. Idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, on and on and on. Those negative fruits. We can say we're, we can say we're plugged into the vine because we don't exhibit those negative fruits. But verse 22 shows us what we should be bearing. What, what a true living branch plugged in to the true vine should be bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Some of us are in that third category. We, we claim to be His. We even look like to some on the outside that we are His. But we're not bearing any spiritual fruit. We're not, we're not bearing these fruits that He calls us to. Some of us are failing. Some of us are, are fruitful by His grace, and some of us are looking like we're fruitful, but, but we're actually failing. Verse 2, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. And here's, here's the big idea as we land. Luis, you, you can come on up. He, he cuts some of us for correction. You're not plugged into the right branch today. You're not plugged into the right branch today. You think you are, but you're not. And, and he's saying, you're, you're going the wrong way. He says the gardener comes and cuts us off. But it's God's desire that you don't stay cut off, but he plugs you deeply into Jesus the branch, the true vine. And Jesus actually went to the cross. It's what he did on the cross. On the cross, he took the cutting off. He was separated from the Father so that you don't have to remain separated from the Father. You're, you're plugged in to counterfeit vines. God can come, and it's painful. He can cut you off from those counterfeit vines and plug you deeply in to Jesus, the true vine, to give you true fruit. And some, you find pruning for per perfection, cutting for correction, pruning for perfection. Those who bear fruit is what he says. Those who are already bearing fruit in the true vine, he prunes to bear greater fruit. The vine provides the power in the life. The gardener, the father, provides the direction because he's the architect. He's working to push us deeply into the vine. That's the big idea right here as we land. God the father, whatever category you're in, 
God the Father is working in your life to push you deeply in to Jesus, the true vine. For those who tried all the other vines that promised life, but they failed, God desires to, to cut you from the lifeless vine and plug you deeply into Jesus, the true vine. For those who've been driven to Jesus, the true vine by God the Father, the gardener, he's, he's pruning us for perfection. We're not going to see it on this side of heaven, but he's pruning us to bear more and more fruit, to grow more and more fruitful as his life courses more and more abundantly through us. And it only comes through the pain of pruning. He says every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. This is the process where the father comes and he cuts off some of the sprigs. He, he, he uses friction to, to rub off some of the rough edges of the branch so that it can grow more and more fruitful. So there's more space for juicier, tastier vines and branches and fruit to grow. The biblical image here is, is that of a refiner's fire. He throws the stones into the, to the hot fire and it purifies the gold. It's painful. Trials, suffering, and the storms of life. But as we land, let's be encouraged. Because we look back over the history of the church, we look back over the history of people following God and people who've experienced the most significant fruitfulness in this life are also people who've experienced the most extraordinary difficulty and trial. George Lyle, this man, I'm going to tell you about him in a second. Judson, Owen, Bunyan, George Patton, missionary to the New Hebrides, saw incredible fruit, but it was after losing three wives. Never had a child grow to adulthood. Pain, affliction and yet the most fruitful men and women in the history of the church. George Lyle was a, uh, was a, a slave in Georgia, in the United States, and, and he, he heard the gospel when he was 23 years old. He trusted Jesus. He was ordained as a minister, had his own church, and then was thrown back into slavery after he already experienced freedom. The affliction, can you imagine? The pain? And yet he was being pruned by, by the gardener. Ultimately was, was freed a few years later and went down to Jamaica. There, there is a Christian church presence in Jamaica right now because this man, he was pruned in his slavery. He was pruned and he came out bearing incredible, incredible fruit. God desiring to press him in to Jesus, the true vine. How about this from, from Samuel, Samuel Rutherford? Samuel Rutherford, he, um, he was a Scotsman. He, was, he, he lived most of his adult life in prison. So what we know about him is because he wrote letters out. He was in prison because he was a Christian. Thrown in prison. He, he lost two wives. Affliction. Pruning. He said this. Great and holy is his name. From prison. He's writing this. He. God looketh to what I desire to be and not to what I am. One thing I have learned, if I had been in Christ by way of adhesion only, taped on, tacked on, as many branches are, I should have been burnt to ashes. 
in this world would have seen a suffering minister of the gospel turned into unsavory salt, no fruit. But when he burnt the house, when, when the gardener, when, when God burnt the house, he saved his own good. He will see to his own gold, refining, and save that from being consumed with the fire. He lands with this, oh, what oh I to the file, filing down the branch, it's painful, to the hammer, hammering it down, to the furnace of my Lord Jesus who hath now let me see how good the wheat of Christ is that goeth through his mill and his oven to be made bread for his own table. Pruning, refining. Brothers, sisters, kids, kids in the room today, let, let's not allow the sifting that we feel. Let's not allow the, the suffering that we feel. Let, let's not allow the, the affliction and the pain that we feel, let's not allow it to push us away from Jesus, the true vine. What God intends through it, and, and some of us carry it differently today. Some of us, we, we've got some minor affliction. We've got some minor friction. Some of us carry it really heavy today. Some of us are carrying in some really heavy affliction, some really heavy pruning today. Whatever seat you're in, don't let it push you away from Jesus, the true vine. God, the gardener, the architect. He wants, he wants you to be pushed in, pressed in, embedded deeper in to Jesus. Christ, he, he went through the most suffering, right? Philippians 2, he, he became obedient to death, death on a cross. And on the other side of it, he was given the name above every other name. He was given the highest seat in the universe. He went through it. And for you and me today, it's God's desire that your pain drive you deeply and solidly and even safely into Jesus, the true branch, the true vine, that you'd find fuller and fuller and fuller and fuller life in him, more abundant, more abundant, more abundant life in him. And as you do, as his life courses through you and through me, through the pruning, through the cutting, through the, through the friction, that we bear more and more fruit in his name. Let me pray. Father, we, we experience the, the pruning. We experience the cutting. Some walk in today carrying it heavily on their backs. Sometimes we don't know why. Sometimes we, we, we certainly can't see the bigger picture. But we see in the text as Jesus delivers this good word to his friends that you desire abundant life for us. You desire a fruitful life for us, God. Would you let us press deeply into Jesus, the true vine? Would, would we not be... Would we, would we not shy away from Jesus in these moments of frustration and affliction and pruning? Would, would, we, would we have enough awareness to, to see it in the text and to, and to press into Jesus? He says, apart from me, we can, we can do nothing, but we can bear much fruit if we remain in him. Father, let us remain in Jesus. Let his life 
course, all the greater through us. And, and would you bear much through, for us, through us as individuals? Would you bear much through, through this community, Redeemer community? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.